the ATB Fantasy Show. Welcome to the ATB Fantasy Show. My name is Rich Maletto. You can find me on Twitter at Bodacious Fear. Joined, as usual, with our guys, Paul underscore Ryan, 15, uh, as part of the uh, ATB group here. And, of course, Daniel Nugget Martino at Nuggy underscore Wuggy. Gentlemen, what's going on? How are you guys tonight? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you. I'm doing well as well. Happy to be on right now. Excellent. Yep, it'd be nice to just kind of get a break from everything today, although I can't complain. I uh, I got to do an 18-hole golf outing where we did pretty well, and, and I won a cool little deal. And um, then I got to drive back home and head to league and golf another nine holes. So any weekday where I get to put 27 holes in, I can't really complain. Sounds like a great day to me. Absolutely. I'm, I'm jealous. Right? And, and you guys would be, be, just so everyone knows, I did not get wasted on the course at either place. Nowhere close. Boo! We, we, boo. <laughs> we, did, we did have to do birdie shots on both courses. We did have to do some birdie shots. So there was a shot at each course that was consumed, one. But that was it. Otherwise, it was a hot one. And I went through, I don't know, three, four bottles of water today. Nice. Which, I tell you what. I know they have other off-brands that work just as well, but these Yeti-like things, man, you can put ice. I had ice in my glass for probably three-quarters of the day today mm-hmm. that I filled up with this morning at like 6 a.m., mm-hmm. and I, I had some in there after pouring water in it over and over, being in a hot golf cart all day until probably all of 6 o'clock, 6.30, yeah, my wife actually bought me a Yeti cup a few years ago, man, and that thing is just uh it's worth its weight in gold for sure. Right? I want it free at a trap banquet, so it's definitely been uh it's definitely earned every penny. Yeah, absolutely. So tonight, you know, as if there isn't enough going on with COVID, I thought it actually makes sense to uh talk about it and we do apologize there was a little miscommunication with our planned guest so we uh we should have that guest here next week so sorry to tease you guys and then leave you hanging but considering all the injuries that have happened and covid which i think we should talk about the injuries a little bit um it, it seems to me that it's worth an in-depth discussion on what to do with rosters which basically i mean we're right in the heart of probably peak draft season here over the next two weeks, roughly. I mean, it'll be pretty hot, heavy for redraft leagues, I'm guessing. At least all mine are. And then, I mean, I can think of at least four drafts I got coming up in the next two weeks or three drafts. Of which, hey, the 32-team diehard Dynasty League draft. We are on the last round. John Lobb has Mr. Irrelevant pick, which hopefully we'll have him on in a couple weeks and we can ask him about it. But we only have a handful of picks left, and that draft is over. 50 rounds later. Oh, my God. Of, of which, of which. So check this out. I'm, I'm rushed today. We got the, the golf outing. I've got to be on the road. Got to get through city traffic. I got to get going, right? Round ends. I'm looking at the clock. I'm right up against the limit on it. My phone goes off and tells me I'm on the clock. 
as always. Luckily, I was kind of anticipating this. I had a specific cue set up. My cue was on point. Boom, made my pick. Hustle to the other golf course. I get there, do my round there. The round ends. I want to hustle to get home to get something to eat so we can do the pod and everything. And I get to notice I'm on the clock again <laughs> for my last pick. So I go to make my pick. Cue's all ready to go. Says I can't. I have an illegal roster. And I've never seen this before. Do you have, two, do you have 50 Every players other, already? Apparently I did. I remember I did. It dawned on me. I'm sitting here going, wait a second. This is probably my 51st player because I made, a, I made some trades with my – like I don't have any of my first two or three rounds next year for the rookie draft. But I used those to move up, and I gained a late-round pick in one of the trades. Well, first of all, I kind of – three picks before, I kind of – I don't know if I would say wasted the pick, but I, I basically handcuffed the pick. So I had uh, – why do I always get his name screwed up here? The second-round rookie from LSU that Cleveland drafted. Uh, the Grand Delpit? The, um, yep, that's it. Um, I drafted him with one of my first safety picks. I had high hopes for him. Didn't Obviously, he, that was useless. Didn't he just got right. hurt, right? Right. A, a, uh, Achilles. Done for the year. Uh. So... Gary Davenport, who picked right before me, he, he ended up grabbing uh, Zanejo. Is that how you pronounce it, Paul? He came from the Vikings. Um, I'm horrible about names, guys. I've got to get so much better at this. What position? He plays safety for the Browns. Andrew came from the Vikings. I think it is. In- He's carried oh, his right? own. Say it Is again. it Zendejo? I believe that's I believe that's that's how you pronounce it. This is where uh, CD Piglet, our boy Mike Crum, would come in handy, man. S E N D E J O. Yeah, it's like Sendejo, I believe. Sendejo or Sendejo? Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Sendejo. I'm I'm almost positive. It doesn't sound right, but I can. I'm like 95% positive that that's what it, how you pronounce it. Okay. So anyway, yeah, so he's played for Dallas, the Jets, Minnesota, Philly, Minnesota, Cleveland. So anyway, I saw he, you know, Davenport grabbed him. So I went and looked. I'm like, yeah, well, he is in that spot now because uh, Delpit got, got hurt. So, you know, it is what it is. So anyway, I'm like, I might as well take him because I, I already know I've got to fill that spot, right? So I did that, and then I finished out my roster. And as I'm finishing out my roster, um, I'm just trying to make sure I've got backups and all that crap. Well, I wouldn't let me make a pick. In every other league I've been in, it'll let you pick. It doesn't really give you crap about the illegal roster until you go to make moves after the draft adding a person, dropping a person, setting lineups, what have you, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd never run into this before. It never dawned on me. So I reached out to one of the guys in the league. He goes, that's probably why a few people are moving people to taxi squads and stuff. I'm like, you can do that already? So I go in, and thankfully the app, I could do that. I could go manage roster. And sure enough, I was – or manage something. And I was able to go in and put Delpit on IR, which then allowed me to draft my player. 
Got so, it. That makes sense. But that was still kind of, it was just like the way everything was kind of working out. I just felt like, you know, it'd be nice to not, like, it's going to be weird doing these live drafts in the, the other leagues I'm in that are coming up because it's going to be the only draft going on at that time. I'm not going to be, I'm done with my best balls. I mean, I might do a couple more, but I'll probably do the fast ones um, instead of the eight hour ones. Cause I, it's not worth trying to do something under two weeks. I mean, you do those eight hour ones, it's all the three, four weeks, usually at least two, two to three. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I do any best balls or you do any best balls right now, I recommend doing, you know, the 30 second clock, one minute clock, something like that. Um, so it'll be weird focusing on just one draft. And my goal is I don't overthink it. I'm, I'm seriously concerned about that, to be honest with you. So anyway, um, question for you guys. What are right, you guys both manage leagues? So first things first, because I want to ask about both the leagues you manage and don't manage. Wrong question. But for the, what you drinking? Oh, hey. oh, you're right. I caught you're right. you sleeping. Right. You did. Uh huh. All right, now we'll start us off. What you drinking? I'm not gonna lie. I said it because I'm really excited about what I'm drinking. Awesome. So I, I'm into anything to do with the uh, home bar and setting all that stuff up. The other day, I came across a infuser so it's a spirit infuser okay so what i did was i came in the mail and i was like well what am i gonna try first so i ended up getting just going and buying some cheaper uh whiskey and because i didn't want to like ruin a bottle whiskey like i I had no idea what i was gonna do with it and some strawberries interesting i infused Strawberries what and kind of berries? Strawberries. Strawberries. Interesting. For 36 hours. I left it in there and um, ended up getting rid of the um, strawberries at 36. I let it set for, I don't know, it's been three days now. And I just made one of my favorite drinks ever. I made a Kentucky Mule with that liquor that i infused so it's like a strawberry uh whiskey mule oh it is so freaking good i bet you that's amazing oh my god so so when you infuse see i've heard of people like um this bar i went to they used to infuse stuff all the time so they had a big jar and they would put like you know jalapenos or berries or whatever they tried some weird stuff but i swear they used to leave it in there for days i mean long periods of time it was my Um, first one i i was i wanted to do 24 hours but i ended up uh having a uh, birthday party and drinking a little too much so i uh 36 hours is what happened oh hold on first of all is it your birthday no 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 it was not my birthday okay it was uh, – um, sec- continue. I would say second, I'll have – have you read up on, like, what's recommended for how long or this fuser? Is it something like presses it so it, that, you know, they say, hey, 24 hours is good? Or is there a standard or anything like that? I'm, I'm really curious because I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, so what they said was 
it's not like it's corked. So they just said, shake it up and ta- ta- um, just taste it. Give it a little taste and see how you feel about it. And that's what I did. And uh, the reason I stopped was because, one, it was fresh fruit. I didn't want it to go more than 36 hours. I'm just I, I'm weird about that kind of stuff. Um, and then I smelled it. And the from the smell of the fermented strawberries was way too strong for my preference. I was like, well, it tastes really good, but I'm choking on the smell. Okay. The smell ended up going away after a couple days where it wasn't as overpowering, but the taste stayed. Because it's not like overpowering strawberries. It's just a nice hint of strawberry in the whiskey. I got you. So... Once once you went the thirty six hours, what'd you do? Did you strain the strawberries out basically and just save the liquid? No, so it's actually really cool. So imagine like a clear silver bottle, and there is like a a cylinder in it with holes, I guess. So the strawberries, not okay, not, okay, yeah. I got you. So the cylinder holds the, the berries or whatever you want to seep in there, so to speak. That is and correct. And then you just pour the liquor in there and you seep it for as long as you want. Yes. And then you can just pull it out and dump it and you're left with the liquor. Yeah, I just like – I flip over the bottle, unscrew the bottom, and I pull out the strawberries that were in the little silver part. So it was it was yeah, really dude. cool. I, I'll send you a picture of it. I should try it. That would be fun. Yeah, do that. I wouldn't mind checking that out. Yeah, and it, it tastes really good. I'm excited what to do next. I think I'm going to grill some pineapple and then uh, throw it in some tequila. Hey, that'd be yeah, nice, that'd dude. Be interesting. Good. Yeah, so that that's my next shot. I don't know. If you guys have any ideas, let me know. Um, I'm just trying to make some cool things, and I'm, I'm really happy with how this uh, Moscow Mule thing turned out. I guess Kentucky Mule. What about like a jalapeno vodka? I wonder what that would be like, man. Those are um, a couple of jalapeno. I've had a jalapeno tequila and a jalapeno vodka. I've never had a jalapeno oh. vodka. Yeah, I've had a, a jalapeno so, margarita before. Oh, yeah. Right. So I was going to say, the what I found with the vodka, first of all, it was fantastic in Bloody Mary's. Just saying. Okay. Um, but so is, in all fairness, so is the cucumber vodkas. It, it, it all kind of goes, I mean, it just, it's like anything else. Like if you had a white Russian with one of the vanilla vodkas by chance. Um, I have not, I love white Russians, but not with vanilla vodka. It's really sweet. So, I mean, it's kind of. It's kind of like instead of using cream, if you use Bailey's or Irish cream, how sometimes it's almost a little too sweet. Mm-hmm. But it's a different flavor and it's pretty good. Um, you know, a lot of it just kind of it's like anything else when you cook, right? You mixing the right flavors with each other. Sometimes they just really mesh well. Exactly. But the the pepper and the jalapeno. In fact, there's there's pepper ones out there, Paul. Um, I don't think Absolute makes a jalapeno one, but they have a peppered one. Mm-hmm. But it, it's all in the same ballpark, right? It just it, and it's very similar to that jalapeno margarita you've talked about. I mean, just imagine that instead of with 
you know, a tequila or anything else. It's the same kind of concept. You get that little kind of tingle burn and that little taste of it. Right. But, it's, but I mean, in all fairness, it's not that you notice it being hot per se, usually anyway. Mm-hmm. I bet that a uh, black pepper vodka and a uh, and a Bloody Mary would be pretty good. Oh, so what are you drinking today, Paul? I'm super boring tonight, guys. I uh, I didn't want to have Truly again, and I didn't. I just wasn't uh, feeling any seltzer, so I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take the boost tonight, and I'm just having water, man, because I gotta I gotta wake up early and help a buddy of mine finish painting this uh, doing doing some painting on a house and stuff. So. You know, I'm taking it easy tonight, boys. Um, boo! Okay, I'll take it. Boo! Uh, all right, Rich, what are you drinking? So I, I just wanted something light, and I wasn't gonna go digging through because I almost busted out one of my big beers for you guys. But I just, I've got a got a pretty busy day tomorrow. After being gone all day today and out in the sun, I, I try to take it easy. So I am sipping on a little bit of that uh, Sugarland Apple Rye Shine. Ooh, oh, okay. That sounds delicious. I enjoy on your, it. Even um, on your easy nights, you're still manlier than I am, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I'm more manly. I'm old. There's a difference. Once you get older, you just... It's amazing. Like, I remember my dad drinking Manhattans, and I'm like, oh, my God, it tastes like Bernie. And now I'm like, just give me some whiskey on the rocks. Yeah. I'm good. You, you, you know, like, I just didn't want anything heavy. I, I, I tried to take it easy on the golf course. We did do our birdie shots, you know, a little fireball. Um, Sorry, guys, I'm dying over here. I was here. trying to stay on the water. <laughs> I, I think Nuggets choking. Oh. I believe he's choking on his strawberry whiskey. I got it. I, I got it down the wrong throat and that burned a little bit. I'm I'm back. I'm sorry. How many throats do you have, Nugget? Yeah, right. <laughs> They're on the pipe. All right, fucker. <laughs> all right, I'm better so, now. Anyway, this is this is just chilled in the in the fridge. Jen sometimes she'll pour me a big glass over ice, which is good, especially when it's hot out. But I mean, I poured just, it, it really is. I'm just sipping on a tiny little, you know, when you go out to eat, you get those little juice glasses and you look at it like that's a glass of juice. Right. You yes. Mm-hmm. When I'm at home, I pour a glass of juice, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't exactly. know how many times I've ordered a large, a large juice and it's like, six ounces. really, that's a large, yeah. yeah, you know? So, I mean, this is like a little juice glass and it's me, I put maybe half full like that's how little it is dude moonshine's come a long way man it really it's like anything else they've so back in the day they got created with it out of need you know what i mean like yeah you kind of read the mercy of whatever you could get access to for the crops and that's why you will find shine is kind of regional when you start getting some of that backwood shine right it's Mm -hmm. just and, um, you know, for example, I don't know if you've ever seen Moonshiners, but I did look into that recipe that Josh talked about that was in his family, the Cherry Bounce or whatever. And there is like a crazy history with that. George Washington had a special uh, recipe, and I think that was mentioned on there, too, that went back. He was big into rye. Like, in, you know, they started mixing stuff then, but like I said, it was more out of need. And then, you know, when you saw brewers and 
the craft beer industry take off, that's you also started seeing kind of craft spirits, if you will, which in all fairness, some of the spirit stuff, I don't know if you guys know this. So where a lot of the whiskey flavoring came from, Nugget, was they were trying to thin out the whiskey. See, there's a, a whiskey huh. and bourbon shortage from the aging. Jack Daniels, that seven on there was because it was supposed to be a seven-year blend, at least aged for at least seven years, okay? They, they have tried to change that trademark so that it's not necessarily the case because they can't guarantee it anymore. So they started just kind of thinning it out, right? Watering, what do you, moonshiners, you see this with moonshiners all the time. To make it more drinkable, they bring the proof down from, you know, first of all, the beginning of the run stronger than the end of the run. So, of course, they blend it. And then they, of course, blend it with water to make it more drinkable, which really all your spirits are that way. I mean, they're just constantly redistilled and all that, right? My God, I can't imagine it being 100 proof. <laughs> no. Ooh. Nope. Woo! No isn't, one uh, for me. Everclear is a hundred, a hundred proof, isn't it? Correct. That is correct. So, so one of the things they did in this state, it's it's either here or Minnesota. They banned Everclear. Yeah. Okay. But they didn't ban hundred proof vodka. So they just <laughs> changed the name. So so poor Everclear. I'm sorry, not 100 proof, 190, because Everclear is actually 190 proof. Yeah, 190 proof, because it's 90% alcohol, I believe. 95. I'm, I'm looking it up right anyway, now. Anyway, so the name brand couldn't be sold, but you could sell the off-brands of the same stuff. Wow. Which, by the way, Nugget, if you've ever wanted to make your own coffee liqueur, um, get the 100-proof vodka and make it with that. Okay. And it's pretty tasty. And then that, just pour it over ice and a little bit of cream, and you've got a, you've got a white Russian, more or hmm. less. You're good to go. You're good to go. I may have to give that a try one day. But, Yes. 90 every night you know i have paul i've heard of people taking everclear and making apple pie with it like they do moonshine <laughs> really mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, have you guys ever heard of absinthe yeah. yes okay have you ever had any of it no i want to say that i i could have swore that i did but you know maybe i was with somebody who said who who said they they had some, so I'll just, you know, I'll, since I can't remember, I'll just say no, but I feel like I tried it one night, but, you know, I'm just going to say no for conversation's sake. So I can't confirm that I have. So someone brought some back from Europe, and I did drink some of that, mm-hmm. and it didn't do what it supposedly would do. Yet, I worked with a guy that was from, um, uh, what's that part of the world you would call it? I'm going to call it wrong because at the time it was more like Eastern Russia or the Eastern Bloc. If Soviet you will, Union? Where the Ukraine was at. Yeah, it wasn't a part. It's all the countries that weren't part of the Soviet Soviet Union. Like he's not Czechos. Like you got Slovenia now over there, the Czech Republic, um, all, all that type of area. And I can't remember exactly which one he was from. So I don't want to misspeak. 
but he was over from that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. And his parents made this liquor that he brought in one day. Dude, I got really effed up, like weird effed up. And I had more of that than anyone else. Everyone else was so sketchy to try it. I'm like, no, I'll drink it. I'll drink it. I uh, I think that's what it was because he talked about it coming from a plant that his parents grew in the backyard. <laughs> um, you, you know what I mean? Like all the things that go into it, like if you read up on the stuff, all kind of fit together. And I, I did. I was not well that night. That was a bad <laughs> night. That was a bad night. So did that do what uh, you thought the absence was going to do? I assume or. Well, after, because this was well after, you know, in college when we were reading about it. Oh, okay. I tell you what, I do think that's what it was because, you know, they supposedly with the absent, there's some like hallucination effects that go right. around. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I was not well. Like, <laughs> I've, I've been, I've been pretty messed up in my life at times. And I'm telling you, I was not well. I mean, that, that was one of the few nights where I remember things being really weird, you know? And yeah. So, like I said, I, I don't really know what it was. Yeah. He never really said. But I'm like, you know, I like to put the pieces together. It did its job. I, got a feeling that's ex- I would say I got a feeling that's exactly what it was. So. All right. We had a great discussion about booze. Let's talk about the subject matter at hand today, uh, Rich. I know this is something that uh, you really wanted to talk about and figure out. Um, so why don't you start? So I run a couple of leagues, and, and you guys know my stance on IR spots. I hate them. I hate them. If it's for redraft league, I hate them. I don't like the games that can be pulled with, you know, not moving a guy, keeping him on your roster, having an extra person, even though they're active. Um, you know, a guy being doubtful all of a sudden out of nowhere. So now you can pick up a person, sit on them for a couple of days, drop them when no one else can pick them up before game time. I just, I'm not a fan. I I 100% agree they have a specific role in Dynasty. I know I'm in a Dynasty league where the specific rule is they have to be on IR to go in the IR spot, Mm -hmm. period, point blank. Whether it's the designated return or not, that's the only thing that you're allowed on there. No suspensions, no outs, no doubtfuls, none of that. Well, with COVID, we got a lot of people thinking different things because the fact of the nature is all of a sudden you could get word literally the morning of the day before that they're out more or less until they get negative tests. Could be a few days, could be a few weeks. You have no idea. And I I would hear the argument that, well, concussions are similar to that. And this is true. However, concussions aren't really a, well, not, not really. They aren't, they aren't a communicable virus or disease. It's, it's not like I can walk in a room with a concussion and give it to five other guys. COVID that can happen. Whether we want to have a discussion at a later date or somewhere on some other show about the validity and seriousness of it and whatnot, it's irrelevant. The fact of the matter is, is we got the rules to play with and what the NFL is outlined. And bottom line is someone tests positive for COVID, they're done. They're out. They're quarantined until they get negative tests. So we suggested, you know, weeks ago, be thinking about adding roster spots, maybe IR spots, what have you. And and most of the leagues that are pretty good about injuries and stuff have added a COVID designation. I'll speak to sleeper and MFL who say what you want about their programs and systems. They have their falls and flaws and faults. 
they are also the most customizable out there in my experience. And they both have an option for COVID basically that you can add a COVID player to IR and sleeper, for example, you can basically, you can allow suspended players. You can allow out players, alpha players, IR players, um, NA players, any number of things you can do on sleeper. Now they've added COVID on Yahoo and ESPN specifically, which by the way, getting information on this on either of those sites is hard. It, it, it should not be this difficult. I don't know why two of the oldest websites and platforms out there that have been doing this have been so resistant to change or updating relative to other products in the market. It, it really blows my mind. And it saddens me that it, there's no good way to take a leak from these antiquated platforms and import them into new platforms. Well, I think they don't because have a lot to, of people and that's don't the want problem. To well, and that's fair, but you know, a lot of times you, if, if there was a better way to make money off these platforms, I would think somebody would do that because it would be motivated to get someone to change to them. Mm -hmm. But quite frankly, there, there can't be that much money to be made. I mean, we're not paying to use this, the platforms. Well, you, you, I mean, no you matter how they do the advertisements. Oh, that's right. MFL, you do pay for, don't you? Yes. You're correct. But none of the other ones do. No, that. yeah. And in all fairness, MFL's probably been the most customizable that way. They've just been... And they've got two apps out there now, but that's where they're behind the eight ball. Everyone else is... Sleepers, I mean, it's it's easier to do sleeper on the app than it is the computer. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever use the PC to go to sleeper, but it's it's a pain in the butt. I don't like it at all. No, it's not because I, you know, I was going, I was on there the other day, the desktop site, uh, just looking at rosters and trying to come up with trades, and I can't even, I can barely find find the trade menu, like to to navigate a trade. Yeah, I, I could, Paul, I couldn't find league settings. Wow, man. I'm a commissioner, yeah. and I couldn't get into the league settings. I, I was struggling. Some of it's user error, don't get me wrong, but from the app, it's really simple for the most part. Mm -hmm. And here again, they all have their pluses and minuses. Right. I, I was debating on Twitter with someone the other day. He was just hating on MFL, and I'm like, really? I actually prefer MFL over Sleeper, forgetting about that you pay for it, but just some of the customizable options and less flaws, if you will, or glitches. Mm -hmm. Um it's just it's not the easiest to use. It, it you, it takes even on the desktop. It takes some work getting used to using it. It really does. But the point being, they have options for you to set up how you want. On Yahoo and ESPN, you have an option of IR or no IR. And what that means on Yahoo, anyway, that means once a player is out, they can go into the IR spot. Now it did say on there that that doubtful and probable and NA would not go in the IR spot. So if all of a sudden they weren't active, they supposedly weren't going to be able to go to the IR spot, which I find interesting because I guess that is one way to minimize playing the games. So if they're out or they're on IR, you can put them in that spot. Now, once they come off, once they no longer have that designation, you can leave them in your IR spot. You can change your starting lineup. You just can't add a player, which I guess is some penalty, but I don't know why they let you set a lineup without taking them off of IR if they're no longer eligible for IR. Maybe because 
if you do it, you know, on a Sunday morning for an afternoon, or I'm sorry, a Sunday afternoon game, it could totally make moving rosters around because maybe a guy you already played, you wouldn't have played and you would drop him instead of dropping somebody else just to activate the guy. I don't know. I just feel like there's better ways to do it. it like I said, Sleeper and MFL find a way to do it. On ESPN, it's basically the same thing. I just couldn't find specifically what to do if they're already on IR and come off. If, if the lineup is illegal or you can set your lineup, you just can't add players. I'm not sure. But either way, I don't really know what to do. I commission leagues on both of them. And I don't know what to do, guys. I, I don't know. Do I turn around? You know, the one league I'm in with folks, we're adding two IR spots, but we're losing one less. We're losing a bench spot. His goal is to make sure that the waiver wire remains active, which I can appreciate. The two leagues I run are not nearly as cutthroat. So I want to make sure it's fair. You know, I have the roster set up, at least in my opinion, where if you're savvy, you only have so many people you can pick up. You don't have enough bench spots. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there is still the waiver wire isn't so loaded that you could just live off the waiver wire Sunday morning, picking and pulling players to put them on there. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Yeah. That, that makes sense. So I'm hesitant to do a big change, but I almost feel like for 16, 17 roster spots, including bench, I feel like three IR spots isn't unfathomable with COVID. I mean, okay. Nugget, you stack. So you've got Brady and Godwin and uh, O.J. Howard. Or no, better yet. You've got Goff, Woods, and Cup. Or, or Goff, Cup, and Everett. They all three get COVID because they've all been in the same offense. What do you do? Well, I'm, I'm probably with those players, it looks like I'm, I'm fucked for that week. Like there's, I mean, there's right. really not much else to say with that happening but at least if you had three ir spots you could at least find rosters to fill play for the week yeah right maybe you grab goff's back up maybe you maybe you grab the other tight end maybe you grab a receiver from somewhere else but at least you could do something right Mm -hmm. i guess i feel like with two i can still see i you know all it takes is a breakout on one team and multiple players are down you know, so it's nothing to have that player in their backup or, you know, if you're handcuffing a guy. I, I, I can just see so many scenarios where I'm worried about that. So I felt like three was a fair number. Maybe maybe the better number is two. I mean, that's so that's where I was going with my, you know, my first question earlier. What in the leagues you guys run, what did you guys do for COVID? Um, so what I am going to be proposing to my league um, the only league I, I, I am running this 32 team league, which, um, I'm going to have to get into that, but the only league I am running before this was a, a little home 10 team league. And what I'm going to be proposing, cause we already have two IR spot, two IR spots. Cause I'm actually a proponent of the IR, um, is that we add one more, spot that is designated for only um, COVID options. So only for a player with COVID. So you have three available options. 
So if you have two people that are injured, the third person to go on the IR has to be for um, COVID related. The thing is, that is a Yahoo leak. So what I am proposing is I'm a big proponent of if this is my home league and you're not truthful or honest, I'm kicking you out. So because I just to me, it's that's that league is more about staying in touch with my close friends, my buddies and people that I really want to still be in my life. And we're crazy, but we all play fantasy. Life is crazy, and we all play fantasy football. Let's stay together. It's also called the Gentleman's Club. Like, it's it's all about, like, hey, like, let's be honest and not, like, we're here to have fun, but let's, there's no reason to cheat. I'm, I'm a big proponent of that. Like, I, I, like, literally, like, despise cheating. Like, I, I not, like, for me, it's really hard so, for me to cheat. So that collusion deal with the quarterback, that would have just – if that didn't happen to you but you were in that league with me, you would have lost your shit on it too. Oh, yeah, totally. I would have been – I would have been like, you're a terrible person. I, I don't want to even talk to you. Like, that's just – that's how I am. Like, I, I – I, maybe it's confidence in myself or I don't know what it is, but I just – I can't cheat. Like, I could, I could think of like twice in my life – I mean, playing cards with my sister and my brother and um, games, video games. Like, I probably cheated maybe once in my whole life, and I felt terrible. Like, it's just something that is – I just I, – I don't do. And I really feel – I really value that in people that I'm hanging out with. So um, I think that I, – I just trust people. Maybe that's, that's bad in me, but I'm like, hey, this is what it is. If it's no. um, your third person's on the IR, but also I understand people make mistakes and they forget the rules because they're not as dedicated to this as I am. So what I'm going to propose is that the manager of like, so I have the same thing um, in another league where your opponent has to call it out. It's not my job as a commissioner to check, but if your opponent calls it out, I'm still working on what penalty would that be. So if you put three person on the IR um, and you happen to start one of the guys, you, you pick somebody up and you start them, maybe that person, his points are null and voided. I don't know. I'm still working on all of that, but um, I know there has to be some type of punishment. I got to figure out something that's fair though. So that's how I feel about adding the third option. You know what? This, is, this isn't life or death. This is a game. Um, have some dignity and some respect, man. That's that's the way I look at it. That's fair. So, so what you're doing with the Yahoo League then is you're just telling people that they can have COVID players on there or anybody. So or? I'm saying that you have three IR spots. We're gonna be adding one more because we already have two. Okay. If you have. The third IR spot is only to be used for COVID-related. It is not to be used for anything else. So if you have three players that are just injured, you can only put two on IR. But if you have three players that are on COVID IR, you can put all three of them on IR. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you've got two players, if you've got two players on IR, like NFL out IR, and one with COVID, that's your three. 
But if you had three without or an IR status, you couldn't put them there on you could only put two of the three into the IR spot. That is correct. I got you. Maybe because that was one suggestion made was since we've never had an IR spot, we add three IR spots, but they specifically only be used for COVID. Okay. And the the only reason I'm kind of hesitant to go that way, well, I shouldn't say only. I have a couple hesitations with it. One, it's a lot of work on me to make sure I manage that. Mm -hmm. Now, this statement was, we're all pretty decent people. We should be able to watch each other. That's fair. But I can also see it happen where someone somehow screws up and doesn't have a roster right or someone stayed on IR longer than they should. Or, you know, what do you do? Do you tell them that within 48 hours of being off the COVID list, they got to be off of IR? Are you watching that? Just feels like that's dangerous territory, especially with all the different leagues I have. I, I really don't want to be micromanaging a league. So, see, uh, I'm a little nervous to go. There. I'm going to argue a little bit with you right here, and maybe not argue debate. I don't have a problem with any of the IR loopholes being there. Everybody has them, it's not like one person doesn't have the option. If you have a no. player that gets injured, whose fault is it? Is it your fault that this player got injured? Like that's 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 the way I look at it. It's 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 something that happens, and you obviously you draft this player pretty um, for the purpose of you know you wanted them on your team. So I I just don't. I would much rather anybody in the league be able to keep this player they drafted. And have them on the IR. I don't care if they did a little finagling with it. Like, you know what? They're at, they are at a disadvantage. They cannot pick another person up off the waiver wires when they um, until they put that person back. And maybe it's – I don't know. Maybe it's me because I, I like having that, like – because I know about it and I have the I, – I feel like I have an edge and it's something that I and that okay, I like. Okay, right, th right, th right there, right there, right there, though. That's that's why I'm against Okay. Good, savvy players have an edge. And these are leagues where I will be completely frank. I feel like I'm one of those players and I have an edge, but I'm playing against people who don't. And I want to make sure that they have fun in this league. I don't want it to be a league where it's easy for me to win yearly or be in the top two or three. Maybe it is a little more random luck, but I know I have an advantage over these people because I know who the backups are. I have the updates on my phone. I'll be in the middle of my work date and pick somebody up just because new injury news hit. And I know most of the league isn't. I don't want that edge. I don't want the two or three people to have that edge. And this goes back to when we were talking about it back when. I'm just not a fan of IR in redraft leagues. I would just assume make the rosters deep enough that you can balance your injuries. That doesn't take a lot of real savviness to do it. You don't have to make weekly moves to do that. You can handcuff. You can grab backups. You can do a few different things. You know, if you, if you have enough roster spots – and I think 16 and 17 is fair. I think 17 is probably where I'm at with the one. I'd have to go back and look. But um, I, I, don't, I want it to be 
simpler. I want it to be more even. I want it to be more random. I don't want the good players having that edge. Okay, that, that's, that, that's part of it. That makes sense to me. I have, I have a question and a statement for you. Do you think okay. it matters that much to the overall season by having David Montgomery on a groin injury and putting him on my IR spot and, you know, the week he comes back it happens to be uh, um, against a good run defense team. So I keep him on the IR one week and I plan accordingly. Do you think it matters that much the overall season? Because – Absolutely. And my, and my statement, this is a game of skill. There are, there are some Agreed. skill that involves – and to me, that is taking advantage. That's that's taking advantage of my knowledge of the game, which every player has available to them. Mm. So, a couple of things. As far as the skill, you're right. But there's also a reason when you go to the casino, you have one, two table pot limit poker, and you have no limit poker. Mm-hmm. Two totally different players, two different skill levels. Not everybody's the same. Um, that makes sense. As, as, as far as um, I, I, I want I – I do this so other people can have fun too. I enjoy it. I don't think everybody has access to the info I have. Now, again, mm-hmm. I probably pay, okay, between Fantasy Pros, Fantasy Alarm, Fantasy Guru, um, Diehards, etc. I pay a couple hundred bucks to have all this information pushed to me. I go in and set up notifications on my phone. I know I'm doing things that others won't necessarily do that one are either too busy with family and kids, something I don't have. So it's a little bit, you know, it's just like golf. I get to golf way more than the average person because my wife allows it, supports me with it. We don't have kids to take care of. Other people can't. I can go to the golf course or the driving range for hours when other people can't. Doesn't mean I'm better at golf necessarily, but I'm just saying when we go play the course, I can tell them where the pin placement is and how that green reads backwards from what it actually does. Or I can shut my mouth and not say anything and watch them miss the putt by a mile while I get within inches of it. Not as much fun for me. I want that challenge. Mm -hmm. So I try to set these up so that this is more of a novice like league and and other cutthroat leagues that I'm in. I'm totally with you. Nugget. I totally agree. Use an abuser. But and there's also part of me though that has a real problem with it. I I don't like I like how Sleeper has done it where you can have different reasons for people to be on it. I can understand an argument why people say suspended should or shouldn't. I disagree. I don't think it should. I just am of the opinion that if it's an injury reserve, why does the NFL have an injury reserve? You have to move them to injury reserve. They don't have an injury reserve for game days. If a guy's not good enough to play. They just have to play somebody else. I get that they can sign from the practice squad, but once they sign from the practice squad, those guys got to go through waivers before they go back on the practice squad. So if we're going to talk about that, we do it to kind of be like a GM and a coach. I feel like that's a big difference. That's why I feel like it really works for dynasty. And I'm not a fan of it for redraft. That said, I think the bigger challenge I'm having right now is Let's just for argument's sake say that, okay, it is what it is. Rich is not running redraft leagues with IR spots in the past. What do we do for this year? 
And this is where I'm really twisted up. Because in addition to COVID being COVID, we haven't had preseason. There's no preseason games. We haven't had the offseason. And, and Paul mentioned this on Twitter the one day. We're seeing these injuries pile up now. And this was a concern, like he said, that I had months ago. So now I'm going, fuck, excuse my language, crap. Do we need to add it? Because we're just going to have so many more injuries this year that it's going to be so common to pick up the guy that all the people are picking up on the Chargers receiving court. Guyton, I think is his name. Because Mike Williams is out. He's hurt. So now all of a sudden, for the next three weeks, that's going to be the guy that people are picking up. I, I really don't know what to do because I don't want the waiver wire to not be active. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I don't want people that are savvy about it to load up and protect them. You know, let's say someone's – they've got a few people in COVID. They don't know who to drop. And now they drop these people that are hurt or whatever because they can't play them. And other people are grabbing them and loading up their IR spots and playing the game. And I agree. It's a game of skill. But I want some – what's the word I'm looking for? You know, just like when you go play poker, they have certain rules at times to play, kind of depending on the skill level, like I said, with the no limit, pot limit, that sort of thing. I, I want some protections, I guess. You don't want it to be stealing baby from a candy. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're right. Stealing, stealing candy yeah, yeah. from a baby. I don't want to steal ba- uh, I don't want to steal no babies either. I don't want uh, I mean, I don't know what's on your mind, but geez, stealing baby and leaving uh, the candy. This, seems awful. This strawberry you know, shit is not doing uh, being friendly to you're, me. You're hundred percent nugget, you're hundred percent right though. That's exactly it. I don't want to make it easy for the two or three people that are I don't want to say professional gamblers, but do this more than once versus, I mean, I'm looking at this league right here and I'll tell you right now, there's probably two or three people in this league that have more than one league that they're in. Okay. Out of 12. Out of 12. So, and and last year's a perfect example. And you said, you know, the one thing that got me is how much does it make overall in the seasons? Let me propose a question to you, Nugget. Have you ever made or missed the playoffs by one game because you lost or won that last game of the season? Yeah, of course. Okay. So what if I told you I could go back in time and give you a win that you had that came down to that exact scenario you were talking about and you were automatically in the playoffs? You follow me? Yeah, I, what I'm just so, saying is the odds of that being this one player, that one player that you got off of the waivers, making the difference in a, you making the playoffs. I don't feel that. I feel like the odds are very, very slim of that actually happening, is what I'm saying. That, that may be true, but I can think of an exact scenario where – your running back got hurt. I picked up the backup. I'm not even playing the backup, but I picked him up and I put him on my bench. Puts up 15 points on my bench. You got three from some jobber you grabbed. That's a win that I got. The chances are that you didn't get. And that one win could totally be the difference in a first round buy for the playoffs, making the playoffs. You're seeding in the playoffs. Yeah. And since everything comes down to head-to-head, that could be the difference in how it worked out for you or not. 
and you're right. The odds may not be all that high, but I tell you what, I'll, the league I won last year, I made it in by the skin of my teeth. I, I had to win the last week. I won. I was the last team in the playoffs. I happened to catch the number one team in the playoffs who had Lamar Jackson on that one week. Lamar Jackson was off. Mm-hmm. Didn't do well. And because of that, I ended up winning the whole thing. I go back and think, when I got made fun of for picking up Wayne Gallman for all my fab budget I had left, and Wayne Gallman got me one win that week, because I picked him up and he did well that one week, I squeaked out a win. That one win was the difference in if I went to the playoffs or not. Yeah, okay, but so what I'm saying is, in all the leagues you've ever played, how many times has something like that happened? Like, you, do you get what I'm saying? I would argue that it's it, to your point, it's not as many as one remembers, but you would be surprised at how many examples I can give you where so Maurice Jones drew taking a knee at the one yard line was the difference in me going to a championship. Oh, game. oh, of course, of course, but for for example, what I, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. What what I'm saying is how many years? Let's say over under five percent of the leagues you played in where you have selected somebody from the waiver wires, put them in your roster, and they are the reason you made the playoffs. Oh, over. Over 5%? Easy. Oh, I'm a waiver wire fucking nut job. Absolutely. Wow, okay. Absolutely. Okay, can you give okay, me an idea perfect, then? Perfect example. I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Last year, Rashard Perryman, I picked him up on the waiver wire. Want to guess how that worked out for me at the end of the year when I barely got in by the skin of my teeth with one play with uh, the last win of the that, year? That, I, I know how that worked out for you. <laughs> I'm just saying that, that's the first one that that's the first one that comes. No, to mind. I, yeah, I get what you're um, saying. Um, I've gone back and looked Nugget. Every the reason I am so adamant about using Fab Budget early in the year. Every year I've gone back, I have found a guy that made a huge difference or two players that made a huge difference that I picked up in the waiver wire throughout the year at some point. Okay. Every year. Every year. And and I think I will be the first to tell you I don't draft well. I go to the playoffs and win leagues by the waiver wire. So maybe maybe I just have a skewed view to your point, Nugget. There are plenty of people I see have success that pick up maybe three players a year. Yeah. It's not uncommon for me to pick up three players in a week. Wow. Okay. Well, let's ask – well, Paul, I, I, um, maybe that same question I just had asked uh, Rich. Would you say it's over or under 5% where you've seen that happen to you or in the leagues you've been in? Where a, a waiver wire uh, addition makes or breaks the season? Well, like say like a single waiver wire play is the reason you made um, – like you won that week, or you made the reason you made the playoffs. Over or under five percent? I would say over five percent. Um, Maybe I don't I play the waiver wire enough. Well, man, <laughs> think about it. You know, think about Ryan Sandhill last year. You know, Rich also brought up Rashard Perriman. I mean, think about the people in uh, 2018, mm-hmm. the Chris Chris Godwin, or um, you know, maybe had a Ryan Fitzpatrick early in the early in the year. I mean, those types of things, man, it it might just be one week. It might be two weeks. Again, Rich brought up Wayne Gallman, but 
we've seen time and time again that, you know, there's seven and six teams sneaking to the playoffs and all of a sudden they're, you know, they run, they get that momentum and they're, they're in the championship game. Rich, Rich was one of those teams himself. Well, okay. I, you guys are starting to change my perspective <laughs> about that waiver wire a little bit. I still am a proponent of having the IR spots. It's going to take a lot more That's to change sense. my mind about that one though. Well, and, and, and let's be honest, I'm probably more in the minority on some of that than the majority. Although, for whatever reason, I've been able to play mostly in redraft leagues where we don't have that. But, you know, to Paul's point, I, I think he really phrased it well. And here's another strategy. So there's some people that are all about use your waiver wire early and often, right? Money on fab. And then you have a lot of people that are all about, you're an idiot. You should save it. You know why a lot of people feel that way, Nugget? Because we haven't seen it recently. But if you go back 5, 11, even 5 years ago, 5, 10 years ago, it was, it was almost like clockwork that somebody would show up the last two or three weeks of the season, whether a starter got hurt, whether it was they just started to break out, whether it was the schedule, that all of a sudden they were the player to own. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you can go back and look and hear people talk about, oh, so-and-so was a league winner. He, he was on the waiver wire to week 12, and he ended up being a league winner. So there is some credit to that happening, and people feel significant about it because there's people that hold on to their fab till the end of the year just waiting to drop that hammer. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You know? But I, I'm at the point now with the way COVID are and the injuries this year. I, like I said, I don't want it. I would rather have rosters deep enough where there aren't rules, there aren't games that are be planned. My biggest fear, Nugget, is, and I've done this. I Could I tell you how many times it made a difference? It may be less than 5% when I've done this and it made a difference. But I have done it where I picked up a player on Friday just to hold them until Saturday night, knowing that nobody else in the league could pick them up and use them for Sunday. See, to me, that's worse than the IR thing. But I'm saying that give with that IR spot, I was able to do that. It gave me an extra player to do that with. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That What I'm saying is if your roster spots are set up such that it's painful to drop somebody from your bench in order to pick someone up on the waiver wire, you don't do that shit. No, yeah, that makes if sense. You have a, if you have a freebie you can pick up for the week because all of a sudden – okay, I'll give you an example. Who's a player that we have seen, and it's happened, it's not always, but we, and this is partly why the NFL got rid of the designations, that would always show up as probable or doubtful on Wednesday and then would turn around and play on Sunday. So now if you can have those, which, which in all fairness the leagues have adapted and changed that, if you can move that person to IR and pick somebody up on Thursday to just hold for two days, why wouldn't you? I mean, like you've said, Nugget, it's kind of playing within the rules, right? Yeah, and I would have no problem with that. Because remember, though, that's taking away either your fab budget or your, um, oh, man, your number one waiver priority or whatever priority. Priority. Sure, sure, sure. But but see, sometimes they're free agents. That's true. Like in both the leagues I'm in, after Tuesday, it's an open free-for-all, first-come, first-serve for free agents. Mm -hmm. So fab isn't needed, and uh, your waiver priority isn't. See, needed. but then everybody's now, and, already had the chance to grab those players. 
obviously they're true. not valued true, enough. True, but the news broke. The news broke at noon on Friday, and I get the update at twelve oh one on my phone. That's true. You're dealing with a customer uh-huh. uh, trying to sell a house or working on a closing, and you don't see the message till one oh one. Like I said, if if you're talking about savvy players, where we're all good, I'm with you. I'm a hundred percent with you. I, this is an example of a home league where I don't think everybody's on par with each other. Not everybody has equal access to information. And I'll be the first to tell you, I love playing cutthroat, but I have a couple of leagues like that. I mean, some of these dynasty ones, I mean, I, I turned off notifications. I'm probably going to have to go turn them back on so I can see what's going on. But, you know, for example, that six-team league that we talked about, we don't even have free agent pickups in there. Oh, wow. And we did that because not everybody had internet when we wanted to put it on the internet. That is awesome. It's not evolved from that. That, that right, is right. awesome, though. Just I want to point that out. Well, it, it's a cool quirk, right? Uh-huh. But my point is, is that totally changes how you play. None of those games get played at all. There is none of them. Meanwhile, the Cutthroat League, the Ginger League, I call it. Yeah, people will play if, if, if you know, they one guy last year just kept picking up and dropping players because he basically had he had a starting lineup that was very good. And he didn't need the bench depth. So he was constantly picking up and dropping players so other people couldn't do it. That's well within the rules. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you, Nugget, that it's shitty. But it's well within the rules, right? Yeah. And that's part of the reason I have suggested that we go to FAB and they're constantly on waivers and there are no free agents. Some of the guys like the free agents. Okay. Well, some of that game's going to get played. Just understand that. And that's fine. That's the same league where they want to go two IR spots and, and one less bench spot, which, which I totally get. You know, like I said, he wants to keep the waiver wire active, and it's historically been active. I want to say that league has one less bench spot than the other league that I run, which here, again, I don't, I don't want people to be able to hoard players, and I don't want the waiver wire to be loaded with talent. I just get worried about that. I, I, I want – here's my thing. As a commissioner, I feel like the goal is – I guess there's a few goals. If you want to run the most competitive league, that should be your goal. If you want to just have some friends, like you said, Nugget, you've got a league where it's just to stay in touch with everybody, right? It's yeah, but still very competitive. We all want to kick each other's ass. That's the type of friends we are, though. Fair, fair, fair. This one is friends I've had from Charlotte that are casual fans, that mm-hmm. are also race fans. Um, friends from high school that, you know, we would talk sports and played sports together, but they were never the nutcase about it like I was. Um, my wife's in it. Um, you know, uh, a colleague I'd met through work, she's in it. I, I, I like using... I like introducing people to fantasy football and I like people having one of them's from the trap range we shoot at. He's, he does like two or three leagues. And I would still say what you would think that would make him one of the most savvy. He really wasn't, you know, I just, there's, I want it to be fun. My goal for both of these leagues is for them to be fun so that the same players keep coming back. And maybe that's the wrong approach in all fairness, you know, um, that's where I'm at, and I just don't know, just don't know what to do. And I tell you what, in the 16 league, this is where we're at with it. 
adding IR spots with the rule of they have to be for COVID only. And we'd have to monitor each other. And you can have them on your roster, whatever you pick up. You can pick up somebody, whoever it is, no matter what. You can have them on your roster until that person comes off COVID. And if it's over the course of when we do that supplemental pick, like every week before, between 8 and 9, yeah, and yeah. 13 and mm-hmm. so on. Um. You have to, if you want to keep, you can keep that player as long as the person's on COVID. So let's say it's over that week, but I can turn around and draft them. And as soon as COVID is over, that player has to come onto my team. Like that's how complicated we're looking at making it just to try to keep it within what we've done in the past. Hmm. I see what because you're saying. We've always, because we've always in the past, guess what? You Remember I told you it was every year there's two or three teams that don't fill a lineup because of injuries. They don't handcuff or bye weeks and injuries come into play, and that's the way it's worked. We don't want that to change. That's that's part of the challenge of that league. That's part of you have to deal with it. I work hard to not be in those scenarios, and I've still put myself in those scenarios because I didn't carry three kickers, for example. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's yeah, no, I, get, I get what you're saying. It's, just, it's you know, funny. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny because you're like, why would you carry three kickers? Seriously, dude. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, is that not kind of what you're laughing at there? Yeah, exactly. So, right. But, you know, or guess what? Would you ever carry more than two defenses? No. But let's say, oh, man, I really don't. I've got this good defense. I don't need any other defense. And this player's hurt. I'm going to go get another player. Oh, now it works out that the one week your defense has by, you don't have a defense now. Well, that was your prerogative. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, or you can be dumb and draft this. The two defenses with the same body. You've seen that happen. You know, you make that mistake and it's like, oh, shit. Now what do you do? So you get what I'm saying. I'm just trying to keep the integrity and the way it's been played kind of the same. And I don't know what to do in this Yahoo League. I don't know if I go three IR spots, one less roster spot, three IR spots, two IR spots. Do we just do one? Do we make it for COVID only? You know, I kind of like the way you have it set up, Nugget, and I feel like this group would be fairly honest with each other. I'm more worried about people making honest mistakes about it. Yeah, and that's why I have the rule where it's the other managers that their their opponent, um, their responsibility to call it out. That's fair, and that's a smart way to do it. Because I don't have time. I mean, Paul, exactly, exactly. I don't have time to go babysit this. Mm -hmm. I can't. So, Paul, I, I like what you had to say earlier. What What would you recommend, man? Well, here's my thinking, man. It's that fantasy is all about decisions. I understand there's skill involved. I understand there's strategic moves and things like that. But on draft day, you have a decision to make on who you draft. Every week when you submit your lineup, you have a decision on who you're going to start that week. When you go to the waiver wire, you have to make a decision on who you are going to add to your roster or who are you going to remove from your roster? So I think when you have, have these options where a player, you, you can add players to your roster and keep them on a, still have them on your roster, but not necessarily, I guess, have them have to be penalized in a sense where you can have a guy, you know, is going to be out for the year, but you have them, not counting against your roster limit. I feel like that is just taking away from the game, kind of making it just a little too easy and not 
not making it make, making the uh, yeah. the league mate who who has to uh, who who's the uh, manager of that team. I, I think that is making it too easy. So personally, I I think that three three to five IR spots is more than enough because I don't think it's fair that somebody can go out and just add a add players who they know are are on the COVID list or on IR, just kind of stashing them in, in hopes that they'll, you know, come back or, you know, like especially in Dynasty, you know, they're just trying to stash them and not really being uh, penalized or having to make any hard choices. Well, it, you know, that's a really good point, Paul, and I think that's part of my fear. And, you know, to take it one step further besides even the choices, to your point that you made there, you could have a player two stockpile. And I don't want to have to manage around those people as a commissioner. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I don't really fault them for playing within the rules. Right. And, you know, that's the other reason I said having your roster spots or your roster numbers is kind of important because you could do the same thing with having deeper rosters with the bow guarding of it. I mean, I was in a league one year. For some reason, people didn't pick up running backs. So I literally had seven running backs on my team, and I couldn't get them to trade. It's because they didn't understand the value of the running back. Right. And it, and it got to the point where I had to do something because I needed some receivers or whatever. But, you know, I'm sitting here going, you guys really don't get it. You all are a dis- major disadvantage with me right now because I have all the – I have – X percent of the top 20 running backs and you guys aren't, aren't realizing this. (laughs) And the only reason we're being somewhat close is because I did a poor job drafting a quarterback or tight end or something, whatever. I just, I'm with you. I'd like, it's all about the decisions and I don't want to give the smart players too easy of a way. Maybe that's where my challenge is. And maybe I want to make sure that I'm not that guy. Maybe I feel guilty because I don't, well, here, I don't want to say that I'm better players than these people, but I feel like I have – to Nugget's point about information, I have more information than 90% of them in these leagues. I know I do. Right, but that's not they free, though. Me. You choose to pay for it. Everybody can choose to either pay That's true. Pay that's true. But I guess what I'm saying is I want to cap my ability to exploit it. Does that make sense? Right. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, even if you were to – let's just say you, if it's a 20 – a league with 20 man rosters, if you expanded it to three additional roster spots, well then if that person decided that they wanted to roster somebody who they knew wasn't going to play this year, or, you know, they were either on IR or on the, uh, they opted out due to COVID, then that's a choice that they make to keep that player on their active roster. Right. And that's, and that's totally true for dynasty, but I mean, I don't think I'd see anybody do that in redraft. Right. Exactly. I mean, that would be, that would be – And it wouldn't make sense for them yeah. to, to – I guess I don't understand why in redraft why you would have an IR spot even for somebody who was on IR unless it was a keeper league. Right, right, which is why I've always gotten rid of IR spots in general. I'm 100% with you, Paul. That's, and that's why – my only concern for this year is I feel like the injuries are going to be a bigger story than they've ever been in before. That's my concern. Right, I hear you. And, and so I feel like COVID is the reason for it. 
that when these players get it, that because it is something contagious that can spread, you could see mass numbers of people with it. Mm-hmm. So while in years past, maybe I'm dealing with one or two guys in my roster I have to manage around, but what if I have to manage around five? Yeah. Now all of a sudden, I'm having to drop players I don't want to drop just to fill a lineup. Now that makes perfect sense. I mean, I understand that there. I, uh, you know, in, in the case like we saw a situation with the Florida Marlins. I mean, if that were to happen to an NFL right. team, I mean, yeah. Okay, but perfect example. Uh, this is where it gets even more. Okay, so let's make it more murky for everybody. So the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend goes gets her nails done and ends up with COVID, gives it to him, and he spreads it to the whole office. Right. Okay. That's probably mean because I'm probably being sexist. I was just trying to think. About <laughs> well, so anyway, it's funny though because the Patrick Mahomes. I mean, if that roster were to be affected by COVID, imagine what that does to fantasy football. Okay, so that's kind of where I'm going with it. So anyway, that that whole offense is shut down. Right. Okay, that's one problem. Let's take it a step further. Let's say it's like the Marlins and they have to forfeit the game or postpone the game, whatever the case may be, okay? And they are playing the Baltimore Ravens. Now the Baltimore Ravens don't have a game. So what do you do? You can't put Lamar, who doesn't have COVID, on the IR spot, but you can't play him either. So now that you get me thinking about it that way, Paul, now I'm going, well, what's the point of having an IR spot? You could have players that you can't play that won't show up as out or IR because their opponent couldn't put people on the field. That's plausible. That's a plausible scenario. And you know what? what? This is why in every league I commission, I put a clause in that says once the seasons, once the dynasty. So what I say is September 1st, once September 1st passes of the first year after the startup, we can change any rule whenever we need to, but there has to be a 70% vote. Do you get what I'm saying by that? So Yeah, yeah, I do. If there's enough people that feel that this something needs to be changed and it's valued enough, you need to get a 70% vote, whether you're lobbying for votes or whether everybody just feels it's fair. Um. But also, because we don't know what's going to happen. We have nothing to compare this to. Um, there's so many things we can do. We can, I don't know, you can take the average of the weeks they've played if you want to do that. It's just, it's, it's a tough, I haven't even thought about that. I'm, now I'm just like, shit. <laughs> that, that's a good point. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean. I'm sitting here and just now realizing that, that we could have players out from COVID that aren't on COVID list. Yeah. You follow yeah. me? And, and this, could be, this could be a challenge. And maybe that's a low percentage far-fetched scenario. It happens maybe twice it in 16 games. But yet, well, okay, if it happens once, it's going to have a huge domino effect for everybody for that week. Oh, 100%. What and if, and this is. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying. What, no, go ahead, Paul. What if, in the case, you know, a, a game were to get were to get canceled or postponed? I mean, and then here comes a week 18 or something weird where those teams, you know, maybe their uh, their 
instead of having their bye week, that that uh, postponed game, that canceled game, that's their bye week during the year. Uh, they did talk about doing that. But here again, how shitty is that for a fantasy player? I don't know about you guys, but I look at – I don't worry about bye weeks when I draft because there are none the first three weeks. Right. Right? So what I do is I draft and I watch a week or two, and then I start worrying about it. Week seven, okay, week seven, I need to either have some waiver plans in mind, maybe trade some players. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whereas all of a sudden now it's Saturday night and I just found out that my starting quarterback has a bye tomorrow. And I'll use quarterback as an example because in a lot of redraft leagues, how many people recommend and tell you only have one quarterback? Worry about the bye week and pick them up on waivers for the mm-hmm. game. Which I guess you could argue, okay, well, you just got to use a waiver wire for that week. Okay. However, really don't want to drop any of the guys I have right here. My plan was to, you know, combo a couple of these guys for a trade or, you know, see how injuries played out, whatever. I just, the more I think about this, it's just another domino that falls. It's, I don't know. I mean, I guess the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm thinking maybe we don't add any IR spots. If we've never had them before, does it make sense to leave it as is and say, guess what? Everybody's going to have the same battle. My only concern is, man, if you, if you got three players with COVID and it's your starting quarterback and running back in a handcuff or something, man, that's, that's pretty significant hole to be dug, dug at, digging out. Well, of. what about, you know, in that, in that scenario though, what if, you know, here it comes week five and that happens. Well, then you take a league vote and it's like, Hey, should we give, you know, should we give Nugget fifty additional uh, dollars on his on his uh, budget because of because of this? You know, you'd like to think that the league would allow that because it's not only he, not only he is he affected, but everybody else in the league is as well. At least one other person, if not the entire league. Well, and see, I'm not too worried about the money. I'm more worried about who he's got to drop. Yeah, who is he going to now have to drop? in order to pick up enough players to fill a roster. You know what I think is kind of as I'm, I'm also, I'm listening to you guys and also thinking about other things because it's something I've yet to think about. But what if um, you have a clause that you say um, the Ravens and the Chiefs, um, they can't play their game for whatever reason because of COVID, they don't play their game. What if you have the option of getting, I don't know, 80% uh, or 90, we'll say 90% of your Chiefs or Ravens players' average points, points per game, or putting another player in there. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't know, just trying to I think I'd almost, I, I, I think I'd almost rather make it simpler, though, and say, here's the deal. I'm expanding rosters by three players. So they can add, you know, these two teams can add X amount of players. Right. And I'm man, I'm watching this, and you know, yeah, this is for them only. Given this scenario, that's or fair. anybody, it, or or anybody that has players involved, you know, I'm adding roster spots so you can fill those spots. You're only allowed to fill, you know, the gap that you don't have. 
And by the end of, you know, by waiver time, the bench rosters have to go back. But I don't even know if that's an I'm option. Saying that, I was just going to say, but now back to the Yahoo conversation, that's not an option. But you could always do the little funky, like, hey, they're going to drop these players. Guys, do not touch them. Like, do you get them? That's, right. that's an option. I guess we would have to do that. That's an option as well. But I don't know. There's, there's definitely a lot well, of options about- we can consider. Um, let's just say, uh, you know, still again in this Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore Ravens scenario, what if it's like, okay, well, Lamar Jackson's your highest scoring player and uh, Patrick Mahomes is. So both of you guys can each pick up another quarterback without having to drop Pat- Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. How are you going to do that? Well, that's what. Yeah, I would say that's what I'm going for. I'm trying to figure out a way to do that. And, and here's the other kicker. Then. But I, I thought. Then I what do we do? If you were the, if you were the, uh, the commissioner? commissioner, that she could use your commissioner power to add and remove players manually through your commissioner powers. You pr- yeah, but I don't think you can go beyond roster limits. Mm, I got you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I guess I could do it for the week and just be like, hey, the managers, I'm dropping Mahomes, like Nuggets said, I'm dropping Mahomes, nobody pick him up, and I'm putting this in. The other challenge I have with that is how do you determine who gets what player? I guess you let them do the free agent budget or waiver wire. Man, this gets so messy. Man, that's cra- it's crazy. This, it's just crazy. Gets, this just gets so messy. You know, it's, a, it's something to think about for sure. I don't know. I really, I'm just, I'm more lost now than when we started this conversation. <laughs> I really am. Like, I, I'm at the point of, you know what? I, I don't believe in the IR spots for redraft for, for a lot of the reasons Paul outlined really well for. Yet, Paul, you mentioned it. I've been whining about COVID and injuries and impacts since March about rookie concerns and player concerns and all this. And I keep telling everyone, prepare for the first six to eight weeks to be the worst sloppiest football we've seen, like the preseason should have been, before we actually have a clue who's doing what and is any good. And on top of that, I've moved on from the rookies. I think I mentioned this to you, Paul. I don't know if I did too, Nugget. I'm at the point, I'm not sure that the rookies aren't the ones that are most likely to play just because they're going to be the healthiest. Because they've been working out at least up through April for the draft or the combine, March. I just – this has gotten messy, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess maybe I'm at the point of two IR spots and we play within the rules of Yahoo and I hear people bitch about it. I don't know. Well, one thing I would say is that we've seen – with the NBA, we've seen with the NHL, and now we're seeing with the NFL, it's that the, the bubble thing, you know, everything works. You know, we've seen that the positive tests have really taken a steep decline. So I, I think that, you know, something has been figured out, and, you know, all we can really do is just cross our fingers that there are no more outbreaks. Because it seems like whenever there were outbreaks, it was because of, Multiple people, stupidity, you know, stupidity. Or, yeah, I guess, yeah, I'd say, I don't know if that's really being nice, but I mean, you know, the one dude went out to Starbucks, the other one went to get clothes, unfortunately, that he needed. So, I don't know if that's really stupidity, but okay. Well, here's another curveball at you. Would you, 
What about baseball and uh, basketball today? All of a sudden, not having games. I was thinking yeah. that when we, you know, prior to our uh, recording, I was, I was just thinking I wouldn't be surprised to see NFL players, you know, take a stand and, you know, really um, want to uh, to bring light to everything that's going on, man. I'm just saying, I mean, if the other sports did it, why would the NFL not? So then what happened here again? This happened last minute. Last minute. Like, I don't. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is the wrong approach. Maybe the approach should be, what do you do to basically put a pause? Do you change scoring then to just do total points for the year? Ugh, I don't know. I don't like that. I don't either. But I mean, do you get? Do you understand where my logic's coming from on that nugget? Yes, I get what you're saying. It's just, I'm also the type was- of. You know, I'm happy to have a season. If I lose one week because of COVID, you know what? It's better than not having a season. None. Absolutely. That's the Yeah, way. but you know, if you lose your leagues, you don't have to wear a dress. Actually, I do. I do have to wear a dress in one of my leagues. Okay. Yeah. That has nothing to do with the leagues, Rich. <laughs> oh. Nugget, whatever makes you happy, buddy. <laughs> Uh, oh, man. Well, sorry yeah, it made it more complicated for you today. I know we rambled on for a while. Yeah, well, it's funny because just the two of you being on like, kind of opposite sides and me really being torn, I'm just really surprised. And... <sighs> yeah, anyhow. I definitely think so this is something I, to to think about, Rich. I mean, really, when you you brought it up, I was like, well, I don't know how much we can really discuss this. And then you know, here we are, about you know, an hour into it, and like you said, you're more confused than than you were when we start before we had the conversation. So, yeah, I mean, I I maybe the idea. See, and here's my here's my problem with going to three IR spots and one less bench spot, right? I think that just helps the savvy player because now you have less you gotta make better use of your IR spots. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm making too much of it just because you do have to be out and on IR. I and, and it's no big deal to mess around with your lineup and leave a guy there. I don't know. But, I mean, there are weeks, you know, I tell you I make waiver wire moves, you know, sometimes three weeks, but there's weeks I don't. There's many weeks I don't pick up anybody. So, to think I could have an extra roster spot because a dude got on COVID three days before he tested negative. And let's, okay, perfect example, let's say he's a handcuff to one of your running backs. How money is that play? Right. And then what happens when a player initially tests positive for COVID then he goes on the COVID list, and then come come to find out that was a false positive. A false, you know. Positive. <laughs> There's so many things, man. Like the 77 that happened this week. 77 false positives. Oh, you didn't hear about that. Paul? I didn't hear about that. So apparently, every test that, that went to this New Jersey lab tested positive, and it was 77 or 79 false positives. Why the Browns didn't practice one day, the Jets didn't practice. Mm-hmm. It was like 10 players from the Jets. Um, Kevin's the, the, the Browns coaching staff mm-hmm. 
was like everybody except for like the D-line coach or some shit. Right. Oh, yeah. This New Jersey lab totally screwed the pooch. Uh, I feel like we were hearing a lot about this New Jersey lab. Or is it just, or is it just multiple labs in New Jersey? I know that Florida had some cases of false positives, but I feel like here lately you we've know, heard a lot about New Jersey labs with false positives. You know, I don't know. I can't speak to that. I just know that this one that the NFL was using mm-hmm. was um, – they were all specifically through that lab. Right. So it's just that one lab that's with the false positives. Yeah. That's interesting. At least that that day's worth of false positives. Right, right. You know what I mean? I mean, here again, there's. I don't even want to get into it. No, I hear you. So, well, gentlemen, yeah, I I, I should stop now before I get more confused. <laughs> don't know what to do. Well, Rich, before we I mean, I really don't. before we get out of here, do we do I have one? Do we have time for a Paul uh, postulates? I do. Paul's postulates. Absolutely. I'll, I'll work on the uh, the saying it cool and mysteriously, or you know whatever, whatever tone I need to use. But it's not so much postulate. Good. I'm curious though, as we're getting closer to the season and training camp reports coming out and everything, is there a, a player that you guys are you found yourself looking for on the waiver wire, or you know maybe a player you've seen you have on your roster? You're like, you know, I wonder if maybe it's time to cut guys with this player. How about you, Nugget? Is there a player that you know you've heard a lot of glowing reports about in training camp that you're, you know, you're hoping to to get on a dynasty roster? Is there a guy that you you're like, you know, I think I might need to let this guy go? Um, let me think. Kind of just thrown out at me. Um, I, you know, actually one player that I keep on seeing you uh, mention again and again is Kendrick Bourne, actually. Yeah, yeah, I would say that's the first one that comes to my mind. That was the same one that came to my mind right now, especially with everything going on. Um, that he really stands out to me. Yeah, I it, it honestly, Paul, it's, it's another guy you mentioned to me on Twitter the other day that we had talked about. Um, Logan Thomas, it, it was Kendrick Bourne, was the first one that came to mind, and you've been talking about that one. And Logan Thomas, I've been kind of on that ahead of time, though. I had already had him picked up in quite a few leagues. Mm -hmm. But I guess maybe it's more I'm not surprised by the stuff we're hearing from training camp, but I'm pleasantly pleased. Right, right. Yeah. Does that make some sense? Yeah, you've you've been kind of uh, tooting his horn for a couple of weeks now, so it's you are ahead of the curve on that one, it looks like, man. Well, I did grab, and I'm glad because I did grab him and a couple others. I, I own a lot of him now. It turned out after I went back and looked. Uh, Logan Thomas, I don't know if I mentioned the name or not, but yeah. So those two. And I tell you what, another guy that's caught my eye now, and this is going way deep, 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 deep. The uh, running back from San Francisco, Hasty. Jamichael Hasty. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah. Here's the thing. Look. That, you've heard me talk about that system. I, I think it's plug and play. I don't know much about this guy, but I tell you what, do you know how many Mike Shanahan and Gary Kubiak's? I didn't know much about the running backs until like a preseason game or um, some roster report. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I mean, Aaron Foster was an undrafted free agent. 
I'll never forget his rookie year, man. Killed it. Absolutely Killed destroyed it. it, dude. He had a he had a really just disgusting like four or five year run, I remember, man, in fantasy. Yeah. And I tell you what, I was early on that train. People laughed at me. People laughed at me. Yeah, I was I'm sorry. Every time I've seen a player in the preseason go off for two hundred and some odd yards, and and I know it hasn't always happened, I just haven't seen it. Right. Um, those players end up being starters. You know, I get they're going to get second-tier competition, but they're putting video game numbers up on second-tier competition. Exactly. That's the difference. Right. Yeah, 200 yards is, isn't anything to sneeze at, even in a preseason game. No. Right. And hell, these guys don't typically play a whole game. They There isn't enough aging because all the whiskey gets aged. All the bourbon gets aged. Well, that takes time, takes storage, everything else. So they don't have it. So they were trying to thin it out. Well, of course, people complained. When all of a sudden their whiskey was no longer 40 proof, it was like, what the hell was going on? However, they found if you flavored it slightly, nobody noticed that it was a little bit less in alcohol content. So if you go look at all your flavored whiskeys that are out there, your Fireball, your Honey Jack. Oh, it's going to be less alcohol content. It's typically around 33% instead of 40 Interesting, man. I ha- my dad didn't believe me. My dad didn't believe me. And I said, I will bet you money to go check the bottles in your liquor cabinet. I knew that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Sorry, continue. But you probably, I'm going to say you knew that, but you probably never thought exactly. about it. Exactly. Right? That's literally what I was going to say. I, I, I knew they were less constant, but I didn't think, I didn't think about it or know why. So, well, think about this. I think we're all kind of immune to it. So, Dr. McGillicuddy, you guys are familiar with that, right? No. Oh, you're not? No, no. You I don't think I am either. So, it's, it's basically, Dr. McGillicuddy comes in all sorts of different flavors. Pepper, it's a schnapps. Peppermint, cherry, butterscotch, so on. It's a higher proof schnapps, I guess. I guess it's not quite as weak. But anyway, it's very flavorful. It's not real strong. Well, the alcohol content on that is, I, I want to say it's like 13%, something pretty small. I'd have to go. I got a bottle in the fridge. I should go look. But I want to say it's maybe 13 or 16. It's it's quite a bit less. But, man, could you imagine if a freaking fireball was uh, 40 proof or 40%? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I think, I think Goldschlager was. Oh, Goldschlager. Man. I haven't heard that name in years, man. But anyway, yeah, my dad didn't believe me. And, of course, I was like, yeah, go ahead. Go. Uh. And so he went downstairs. He goes, you're right. All of them are a little less. He goes, not a ton. I said, nope, not a ton. But they are a little bit less. And uh, so anyway, I, I think they just it was one of those subconscious things. We're used to anything that tastes good being less alcohol content. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And And I think that's what it's what it really comes down to. And I can't find, uh, yeah, Goldschlager's ADD, but, oh my God, yeah, Goldschlager, that'll, that'll hurt. Have you guys ever had like Heat 100 or Ice 100? Mm-mm. I have not. I think that's what it's called. It was like 100 proof cinnamon and peppermint cool. liquor. <laughs> so, uh, well, all right. Have you, yeah, so uh, have you ever guys ever done root beer barrels? 
So root beer barrel. How about a Irish car bomb? You ever done those? Of yeah. Course. Okay. So you know how you drop the shot of the Jameson into the Guinness, right? Yes. Oh. So God. a root beer barrel is you take root beer schnapps in a shot glass and you drop it in a in a beer, and it tastes oddly enough, it tastes similar to root beer. Well, if you use root one hundred, obviously. That's a whole much better, you know, bang for your buck, if you will, if you're doing root beer barrels with those. So we used to do those in college because we get some root 100 and some beast ice like a man. I want to say a 12 pack of beast ice was 550. <laughs> so we'd get a 12 pack of beast ice and a bottle of root 100 and it would be like less than 20 bucks. Right. Oh my God, because Beast Ice was 5.5%, which is a little bit more than the 4% or whatever that you get out of normal bud and whatnot, 4.2. So you do a couple of root beer barrels over the course of a half hour, you're pretty good to go, man. I mean, that's 200 proof shots and two beers. You were good to go. So it looks like uh, Goldschlager is 53.5% or 100 proof. Man. Wow. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They brought it. That's what it originally was. Now it's 87 proof. Okay. So it's still it's still going to put you around with most of your whiskey. Yeah. Are. Yeah, Richie, another guy that she were, uh, were ahead of the curve on, um, while his teammate was getting a lot of hype, you know, I, I know that I was one of the guys who was hyping up his teammate and kind of not thinking about this guy was Mr. Bryce Love. You know, Ron Rivera came out. I think it was – Last week, or saying that he he could definitely see Bryce Love as a a three down workhorse running back, and it's just uh it's cool to see that because I know that um I was I was excited to to um, see what Antonio Gibson can do in the starting role, and it looks like he he's right there behind Bryce Love. So you know you're having a good off season, sir. Well, I appreciate it. We'll we'll see what happens there. I mean, there's been a lot more reports coming out lately about. You know, Gibson get his first his fair share of first team reps, and we know a lot of this is coach speak. You know, they want to see how these guys do. Uh, I'll be frank. I, mean, I just like when Nugget pointed out last week when he talked about it, the the Heisman pedigree and stuff. I just felt like love is the. We'll see. I mean, we're way early on this, but we'll see. I just feel like he's more truly what you could expect from that type of role that people want. I I could very well be wrong. We'll see. That's kind of part of the fun of the game. But that that whole offense has me a little nervous, to be honest with you, man. I don't know. I guess we should know what to accept. Is it Brian Schottheimer that's there? I need to look this up before. Ron Rivera, Scott Turner. Scott Turner. Okay. And I don't know much about Scott Turner. I don't know much about him either. I know that he likes the uh, running backs, the – you know, the ones who can catch out of the backfield and everything. And I, I think that's why they took a chance on Antonio Gibson and took him earlier than what, you know, maybe what most people what, what most people thought was early. You know, that's why he decided to take a chance. Well, and, you know, I've heard the, the narrative, hey, Love isn't the guy they took, Gibson is, which is totally true and fair. But I got to ask the question, how much did Rivera and Turner know what they were getting with Love before they got there to offseason workouts? Right. 
And you you brought it up. I mean, Bryce Love being a Heisman candidate and playing behind Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he had uh, one really monster year, and had he declared for the NFL draft, he might have easily been a first-round pick. He decides to stay at Stanford, and then he tears his ACL. And, you know, we know what happened right. there. So you just never know. You can never quit on these young guys, man. No, I get would you would you be surprised if Love somehow turned into like next year's Miles Sanders? No, I mean he like I said, he was a he lost the Heisman to Baker Mayfield, who had a great year. Yeah, but that's always going always goes to quarterbacks. That's what's correct. Of of course, of course. So that even proved my point right. more. He had a great year. And what we're saying, his his draft capital isn't the best. Well, let's look at Phil Lindsay, Arian, these undrafted free agents who can come out to do great things. Mm-hmm. Love has the college production to back it up. He doesn't have the draft capital, but he's also off an ACR, ACL tear. What was it, two years ago? Um, Dalvin Cook tore his ACL. He had a rough year the year after he tore his ACL, but the second year he came back, he did really great. So, I mean, to me, it's well, it's not out of the realm of possibilities for Bryce Love to be a uh, a startable fantasy uh, running back. I, I tell you what, it sure would make me happy if he does because of that 32-team league where you start one running back, but you have, what, two or three flex. I have... Uh-huh. I have Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Jonathan Taylor, and Bryce Love. Three of my five. Man. I mean, I've, I've got Eno Benjamin and Miles Gaskins, I think, is my only other running back. But you only start one. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. Mike Dempsey taught us, you know, it's important to pay attention to the settings, man, because, yeah. you're, you know, that, that can make or break your. Uh, Make or break your draft. You don't need and to start one running back. You don't need to have seven RB ones on your team. Right. So we'll see. And I, you know, now the Gaskins. I like what I saw from Gaskins on the field. I thought he looked good last year, and I think he was going to get a chance at the, at you know, dealing with starting with the or dealing with starting consistently, and then he got hurt and in trouble. So, mm-hmm. uh, but the trouble looks behind him, from what I can tell. The coaches seem pleased for what they saw from him in camp. Um, the people ahead of him, Jordan Howard and Matt Breda, they're good in their own right, and they do what they do. So I'm not sure. I'm assuming Gaskins would be more of a replacement for Howard, and Howard's been a guy that, you know, for the most part gets it done, but he's been dinged up at times, and for whatever reason, teams seem to move on from him. So we'll see. I just thought that was interesting. I should probably find another way to get a couple more backs, but I don't know. And really, the Bryce Love deal was a steal. Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber went twice in front of me before I took Bryce Love. Wow. I'm trying to remember. I think I traded up. I did. No, it was my spot. People were trying to offer me to trade up. Mm. And I almost traded back. I offered... I don't remember what it was, but the guy declined it, and I took. Dempsey was trying to get the spot for me too, but I took uh, Bryce Love. 
So we'll see. Anyhow. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. I am more confused than I was before, but I'll figure something out, I guess. (laughs) Sorry we couldn't be of much help, man. I... Maybe it's because I understand arguments on all sides of it. I don't know. I mean, like I said, we've never used an IR spot before, so I'm almost okay with it is what it is. Deal with it. I don't know. I definitely think uh, all, the, all three of us really had some uh, good insight on the on the uh, on the whole thing. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. 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 It was a great conversation. Yeah, sure. You guys are the one going home mad because you don't know what the hell you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I get what Nugget's saying, too. I don't know. Maybe I just add two and call it a day and say at least two. Hopefully you don't have more than three on your team. Three you should be able to manage around. If we give you two IR spots, maybe just call it a day. That seems like a pretty simple solution, honestly. Right. I agree. Three just almost seems overkill. Like you could definitely milk it, I guess. Because I'm actually confusing yourself again, man. Yeah, I am. You're right. I am. I'm walking. You know what? I'm I'm calling this episode. He's never gonna be able to. (laughs) He's not gonna figure out. We're just gonna keep on confusing him. We out. Later, y'all. Have a good night. <laughs> for Paul Ryan, for Daniel Nugget Martino, I'm Chris Paletto, a.k.a. Bacon Beer. Peace out. Peace out. Peace.